0: Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify nation. If you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at network topology overview. We'll be discussing campus area networks, Soho networks, small office, home office, wide area networks, data center networks, cloud networks, and virtualization. And then finally, we'll discuss the evolving network border. This episode is part of my series on network security. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Section 2, Network Topology Overview. In today's world, a lot of companies, a lot of organizations have what we call a campus area network. Now, these are local area networks, LANs, that are connected to each other over a limited geographical area. Think about a company that has several buildings within a block or two of each other. Each of those buildings would be a local area network that would be interconnected with each other. Now, in order to secure your campus area networks, there are several devices that we use to do that. The first right here is our VPN. Now, if it's a Cisco integrated service router, that's secure. This Cisco ISR, it protects data in motion that is flowing from the campus area network. So it's flowing from the outside here into your network by establishing VPNs. This is your company employees the people who are working for you outside of your company they need to connect in we're going to use a vpn this ensures data confidentiality integrity from authorized users it encrypts that data as it travels across the network and makes sure that that person is who you are there's several safeguards we can set up to do that once you have your vpn then we talk about our asa firewall our adaptive security appliance now this performs stateful packet filtering to filter out return traffic from the outside the network into our campus network. It will only allow traffic that is supposed to come into our network to come in. After the adaptive security appliance firewall, we have our IPS, our intrusion prevention system. Now, this device continually monitors incoming and outgoing network traffic for malicious activity. It logs information about the activity and attempts to block and report it. This is sort of like the brains. It's it's looking at the traffic. It's typically in line. So the data always flows through it. It looks at that data in real time. If there's an issue, if it thinks thinks it's malicious, it will send you a warning. It will do some pre-described activity like quarantining a file, maybe deleting information whatever you set up to protect your network and your data. Then we have layer three switches. Here we have our layer three switches. These distribution layer switches, they're secure. They provide secured redundant trunk connections to layer two switches that are below them. Several security features can be implemented such as ACLs, access controllers, DHCP snooping, dynamic ARP inspection, and IP source guard. Our layer two switches right here, these access layer switches are secured and connect user facing ports to the network. Several different security features can be implemented such as port security, DHCP snooping, and 802.1X user authentication. These are the devices that all the end devices on your network connect into, voice over IP phones, computers, printers, IP cameras, anything connected to your network with a wire, they will connect into these layer two switches. Over here, we have our ESA WSA. Now it's an email security appliance or web security pr- appliance. These provide advanced threat defense, application visibility and control, reporting and secure mobility to secure and control email and your web traffic. We have a AAA server. Our AAA server, right there. It's an authentication, authorization, and accounting server. It authenticates users, making sure those users are who they say they are. It authorizes what they are allowed to do. If it's a normal employee, they can get into the employee handbook, but they can't get into the HR or all the secret documents. If it's an HR personnel. They, they have the ability to get into the HR records. So we are authorizing what they're allowed to do. And then the last part is accounting. We track what they actually did. So yes, they have, they proved who they were, they have permission to do that, but let's just keep track. Because if, if an account's compromised, you wanna be able to trace what that person did. Altogether, this is a AAA server. And then we have our hosts. Down there's all of our hosts. Now, these hosts, they're endpoints, they're secured using different features like antivirus, malware software, host intrusion prevention systems, and 802.1X authentication. A small office or home office known by the abbreviation SOHO, S-O-H-O. Now, this can be configured securely with consumer grade wireless router and what we mean by consumer grade it's your fifty hundred dollar linksys belkin d-link router that you can go out and buy at the store or online it's designed to run sort of like at your home or a very small office now this is a wireless router it has a dacp server in it it has a switch in it, it has an access point a lot of other features all built together now because it's so cheap, you don't get the throughput as traditional corporate enterprise level equipment, but they work great for securing our homes or giving us access in our homes or setting up a very small office. A lot of times they have an integrated firewall and they provide secure wireless. Now the layer two switch is an access layer switch. We have a router here, we have our our wireless router here, we have our layer two switch. It's an access layer switch that's hardened with various security measures. It connects user facing ports that use the Soho network. And so we have a PC here that's connected in. we have some sort of server. We have a print server. Wireless hosts connect using WPA2. That's what we have right there. They connect in using WPA2 data encryption. Posts typically have antivirus, anti-malware software combined. These security measures provide a comprehensive defense at layers of the network. If you like this episode on Network Topology Overview and you get value of it, and depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, click the notification bell, give a five-star rating. Doing this helps support the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Turn on notifications to be alerted every time I release a new episode, and there's a bunch of new episodes headed your way. You can also visit my website, kevtechify.com, for all my details on how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Wide area networks, or WANs, they typically span a wide geographical region. Now, as we talked about, we talked about these campus area networks. Now it may be a limited geographical region, but typically a wide area network it spans over a public right of way, and that's pretty good definition of what makes that a large geographical region. I've seen WANs in the same building. I've seen WANs going across the street. As soon as you cross a public right of way, you need to have some sort of technology to get across that. Now we typically see the public internet. So from your internet service provider, maybe use wireless technology to go across, or you could even go to a public utility commission and get the ability to run wires across that. But that's a very long and complicated complicated process. Now, organizations, they must ensure that secure transport of the data as it's in motion between point A to point B while it goes over our public network. Think about the internet. Now, network security professionals, they gotta use different security devices on the edge of your network. So right here is our corporate. This is our edge of our network. And so we wanna use different security devices. Right here, we're using a Cisco adaptive security appliance. Now, this provides stateful firewall features. It, It allows us to establish VPNs. So we have a mobile worker, We have a Soho site. They can all connect in securely into our corporate network. We can also create a site-to-site VPN from our regional site into our corporate network through our Cisco ASA. That way, all traffic that's traveling across that public network is encrypted, but traffic in our sites, it's not encrypted. Data center networks are typically housed in an off-site facility to store sensitive data or proprietary data. These sites are connected to corporate sites using VPNs with adaptive security appliance devices and integrated data center switches. So your data is in one location, your company is in another. Let's connect those up using a VPN. So anytime you need to transfer data between your company and your data center, that is encrypted. Data center Physical security can be divided into two areas, outside perimeter security, inside perimeter security. Think about that perimeter as basically the walls around your data center. Outside perimeter security, this can include on-premise security officers, fences, gates, continuous video surveillance, and security breach alarms. Inside perimeter security, this can also include continuous video surveillance, electronic motion detectors, security traps, and biometric access and exit centers. The terms cloud computing and virtualization, they're often used interchangeably. However, they mean completely different things. Virtualization is the foundation of cloud computing. Virtualization is taking an operating system and running it in a container on a different server. You can have multiple containers running. That is virtualization. This can either be on-premise or it can be off-premise at a data center. Cloud computing is the idea of having the operating system set up for you and then you run applications on that and you're not hosting it and it's not local. Without virtualization, cloud computing at its most widely implemented would not be possible. Cloud computing separates the application from the hardware. Virtualization separates the operating system from the hardware. Cloud network, that consists of a physical and virtual servers, usually found in data centers. Data centers are increasingly using virtual machines, typically referred to as VMs, to provide server services to their clients. Now, this allows for multiple operating systems to exist on an single hardware platform. VMs are prone to specific targeted attacks. Three of them are hyperjacking, instant on activation, and antivirus storms. Hyperjacking, that's where an attacker could hijack a VM hypervisor, the virtual machine controlling software, and then use it as a launch point to attack other devices on the data center instant on activation, when a virtual machine that's not been used for a period of time is brought online, it may have outdated security policies that deviate from the baseline security and can introduce threats. Basically, you haven't ran updates on this machine for a while because you didn't power that virtual machine on for the last six months. There was some big updates, big viruses that came out. Now, when you turn it on, it doesn't have that protection. It's vulnerable. And then antivirus storms. Antivirus storms happens when all the virtual machines attempt to download antivirus data files at the same time. All of a sudden you power on a bunch of virtual machines, new updates out, they're all going to try pulling it down. So there's ways where we can handle this and mitigate any attacks that could happen. Many, many moons ago, your network border, it was easily defined. It was the walls on your building. Anything outside of that typically wasn't your network. Anything inside of that, that was your network. It Your network ended where your ISP put that piece of internet device in, in, in your company on your wall, your responsibility ended there, there started there. So your network had a very clear definition. Now in today's world, that line of where your network ends it is getting more and more blurred every day smartphones tablets they're becoming substitutes for the office pc that's behind the firewall this trend is is known as byod bring your own device now to accommodate this cisco it developed what we call the borderless network in a borderless network access to resources can be initiated by users from many locations These locations could be maybe inside your company, but usually they're outside. They could be from the local coffee shop. They could be from somebody in a hotel room that's at a conference or a sales meeting. It could be from one of your business partners halfway around the world. Now, it can be on many types of devices. We mentioned smartphones, tablets, PCs. All of these could be used to connect into that using various connectivity methods. You could have a website. You could have a piece of equipment in a demilitarized zone, a DMZ. Most commonly, it's it's typically using a VPN. Cisco devices support MDM. Now, MDM is Mobile Device Management. There, There are like five different features for our mobile device management. First one is data encryption. Mobile device management features can ensure that only devices that support data encryption have it enabled to access that network, meaning that your smartphone needs to be able to encrypt data when it's stored on there. So that way you can access the network. If you get any corporate information on it, it's encrypted. Pin enforcement. Enforcing a pin lock is the first and most effective step here in preventing unauthorized access to a device. When, when, you're, when you're not using your phone, it times out, or you lock your phone to get back in, you have to have some sort of pin or security method. Third feature here is data wipe. Lost or stolen devices can be remotely, fully or partially wiped either by the user or by an administrator via the mobile device management. The fourth feature is data loss prevention. Now. Data loss prevention prevents authorized users from doing careless or malicious things with critical data. Download a file to your phone, and then all of a sudden it's on your phone. You can email that out to somebody. And the last feature here is jailbreak or root detection. Jailbreaking on, a, on an Apple phone or rooting on Android devices are means to bypass the management of the device. So you put management out there, so people can't do it. They'll jailbreak or root your device. Now, mobile device management—they can detect, or sorry—they can detect such bypasses and then immediately restrict the device's access to your network. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on network topology overview. If you like this episode on network topology and you got value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're listening to please click the like button, click that notification bell, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel and turn on those notifications. That way you'll be alerted every time I release a new episode and there's quite a few episodes headed your way. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on network security. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on network security. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.